joining me as always, my kindergarten classmate, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, dude? What's going on? I hope everybody's ready for a very, very long episode because we can't hit stop. I can't stop it. The, the battery in the mouse is dead. This, uh, <laughs> this episode is going to be as long as Infinity War. That's right. Which... <laughs> Infinity War, the mice or mouse. <laughs> Literally, this mouse, like this, this light should not be on. Look at it. Is it even, I think it's even blinking. It no, has it's, its own infinity gym. Yep, there oh, it is. See pulsing, it? It's pulsing, got its own yeah. infinity gym pulse happening on this mouse. But uh, well, guys, I, uh, I do want to tell everybody. I'm sorry we weren't here last week. Uh, what? We, I don't even remember what well, happened. You know what? what? I had a raid. I, I ended up running the Destiny raid with some guys, and I was like, you know what? Because this week I was gonna have to record three nights because we do our uh, extra show for Guardian Radio. And last right. week it was like, you know what? Just you know, the wife. I don't like recording three nights in a week because it gets yeah, a bit crazy. So it's always tough. Yeah. Once a month, it's okay, but doing it back to back weeks, I was like, you know what? Yeah, no. that was much. So that was a bit much. I don't. Yeah, which I think it worked out for me too because I had, uh, or I think we we're attempting. Well, I know we're attempting to sell our house, so uh, we had. I think we had a showing the next day. And my wife was in panic mode and like we needed to get Just every clean. corner of the house. Yeah. Yep. So um, it worked out. Perfect. Worked out. So. There you go. So sorry for the confusion last week. I know some people were like, are you guys still alive? What's going on? Uh, but uh, we are back this week. And of course, we appreciate you sticking with us and coming back this mm-hmm. week. And if it's your first time here t- tuning into The Enthusiast, like welcome. Welcome to our show. We're, we originally started, I was laughing recently, like we, this show was supposed to be about pick like one topic every week and kind of dive into that. And <laughs> we've been sticking to that somewhat by the yeah, end of each episode, that. but it's just becoming this hodgepodge show of just Chris and I sitting down and shooting the shit, talking about uh, just stuff that we love, which I think is still the greatest thing that, right. that we're doing right now. Yep. So, But let's start it off, Chris, like we do every single week, and that's talking about something that just had us just... We've been we're enthusi- enthusiastic about this week. So uh, what is it this week, man? About, about you, uh, Jonesing this stack of oh my goodness. comics that I need to get Damn. through. Because like I said, I I was telling you before the show, I had I've been like three weeks without going to pick up my subscription. So uh, there it is. And um, what is that like eighty dollars of comics? Sixty three. Yeah. <laughs> And I also get this. Do you do you get do you get this this previews book? I like the previews book. Yeah, it's sweet. Do you see what's on the back side of it? Ooh, that's the new. Uh... Which is which is odd because Marvel pulled their like magazines out of this, which wow. is really strange. Well, so this is like it. I'm sure it was already printed, the, right? The fresh. Well, no, this is like the fresh start thing for May. You know. Yeah. Like they're promoting that. Wow. So um, I don't know. I thought that was interesting that, that it was on there, but. Uh, Two of the books that one we would have talked about last week is the Thanos book. Oh, so, so uh, you want to start there because that's well, like you just the start oldest. there if you want. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, it was too. I want we got to throw a spoiler yeah, yeah, yeah. out there for sure. Yeah, um, we had talked, I guess it was about a month ago because it was when uh, issue number 15 came out. We kind of like went into detail with that because that's like one of the greatest books of the year so far. <laughs> Um, and like they revealed who the new Ghost Rider was and yep. Frank Castle. So now like this book um, is pretty much like how he became Ghost Rider mm-hmm. and uh, his path to how he got to Thanos and how they became like a team. So um, what what jumps out at you is his demeanor. Like, I mean, you're like he's very like witty and like quick witted and one liners that's totally not, not Frank Punisher Castle. Frank no, Castle at all. Not at so all. 
I don't know where he picked that up. It was kind of cool that they they gave him that kind of like charisma. Um, I I would think you would kind of have to be like almost like that if you were living in a world that he's living in, which is for like millions of years and nothing is happening because literally Thanos nothing. You're literally talking, he literally became everything. Tom Hanks talking to Wilson. Like he had to have right. <laughs> I mean, if you if you are because essentially he made a deal what with Mephisto first was that the first deal he makes and that's yes. why he was stuck on Earth. Essentially, Thanos won. Thanos came in, just destroyed everybody, which of those of you tuning into the video, I just got to show this. I put it up on Twitter. This is one of the greatest panels, I think, of all time. Like, it's literally uh, Thanos ripping Iron Man in half, just intestines, spine, everything sticking out. I mean, it's, oh, this book just shows how brutal the Mad Titan Thanos can be. And so Thanos wins and just moves on. And so Frank Castle is able to survive because he makes this deal with Mephisto. And he, Mephisto's like, yeah, you, oh, yeah, you can sit and stay on Earth and, and just deal judgment out to everybody and vengeance and all that. But nobody's left. So yeah. he's just wandering the Earth. Can't die. He's invincible, just going out of his mind out there. And so it was so cool to see that. So I could see why he's gone crazy, man. Like, that's going to happen, right? You're going to go insane. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so it, it even like... makes the comment about how uh, the Punisher's origin is that his wife, he saw his wife and child killed. Like, that's what started him. And it says in this story, like, you know, Frank Castle, the Punisher was born um, out of him in his, you know, war against or war for vengeance against or, or was when he saw his wife and son killed. But mm-hmm. that's all forgotten now or something. It says that like that's so long ago that that doesn't even play a part yeah, in the d- story. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Like that's no. so long ago. This Frank Castle doesn't even care. It's it's forgotten memory, right? It's crazy. Um, so he basically goes through a phase with him, and then he meets Galactus, who is also kind of like roaming the universe. And yep. uh, so you know they team up because he's and pissed gonna... at Thanos because Thanos is just destroying right. every world before he can exactly. get there to eat it. So, so, he's so like that's starving. why they team up. They team up to go get him. Yep, and kind of take him on, and it's 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 just. It's not even like a couple pages of a battle. It's like, oh, there's Thanos over there. And they're basically like Ghost Rider's riding toward him and Galactus is walking. And Thanos just rips his or just I don't know what he shoots at him. <laughs> it's something like it's awesome. Whatever it's like it is. some purple goo. And yep. he just like takes takes his head right off. He did. So bye bye Galactus. So then that makes, you know, Th- Thanos and Ghost Rider talking and they're just basic. They're like, we can't kill each other. Thanos is like, I can't kill you because you're immortal. And Ghost Rider's like, well, you're killing everybody, so I think I'll be on your side. And then they team it up. They team up. And so it's cool. It's a, it's a cool like little backstory. They do get into like the Black Silver Surfer who yep. was at the end of um, 15. Um, the interesting thing, though, I, I thought this would be like kind of like a one-off. It's, I mean, it says to be continued on the end, obviously. But does that mean it's going back into where we are? Or I think is it this is. I think, story I think we're going to get to with this Black Silver Surfer, the you know former herald of Galactus, and that I think yeah. he's he's here, and we're going to see what that battle's uh, going to be all about. But that's what I mean. Like, so we're so we're going back to the end of fifteen, not a continuation right. yes. of yes, this. Yes, 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 yes. Right. I think this story was more just like, hey, here's Frank Castle, how he became the Ghost Rider, because that was a big reveal at the end of fifteen, it, the big no. question everybody had. I mean, this whole month on Twitter, all on social media, was like, how the how the hell is the Punisher? Yeah. Ghost Rider, like, how does that work? What's the deal? Right. And it was cool that they were able to kind of show that. Um, 
you know, again, yeah. this book, the Thanos book is just awesome. Like great. It's, they're doing an incredible job. Did you get a chance to read the infinity countdown? The newest one? No, I, I, I actually read I, that no today. Um, it, well, it, there's it, two of them, the countdown or the prime, the, the countdown, the actual okay. countdown now, which is the, the mini, the one through six mini series, the prime they did. Yeah. I read the Adam Warlock and I read the prime one. Um, but read countdown is the actual, like, you know, infinity gauntlet type mini series. Yeah. That's going to go, um, first issue is pretty good. Um, is there is Groot's got a big scene in it. I will say that much. Really? So if you've been reading Guardians of the Galaxy and you know kind of where Groot his situation is, um, Groot's got a pretty awesome scene in there, man. That uh, I don't want to spoil yeah. it yet until you read it until some other people get through it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's got a good ending to it, which is kind of interesting. Right. And it's kind of it's very Guardian focused. Uh, it's because this is kind of one of those cosmic type stories, but it does end with uh, some Black Widow action, which is going to be kind of interesting to see where that all plays out. Um, uh, what about a, X, X-Men Red, pregnant? man? I, I, I don't know. It looks like somebody's pregnant here. Yep. I don't know. i got to stop reading it. Just stop reading it. Um, you can read it off the air. Get through yeah. it. Okay. Uh, X-Men Red? Finally, man. This was our, our comic. I'm telling We were telling everybody, this is the book to be reading. This and, is uh, good, man. Like, I, I liked... I, I actually have a review of this. I wrote a review. So if you want to go to the comicpanel.com. Comicpanel.com. Uh, thecomicpanel.com. There is a review up for it that I wrote, so, um, and it, I, I, it's awesome. I, I, I love it. I think it's. Um, I said in the review, there's a lot of dialogue in this. There's not too much like action, but that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. They're kind of laying the groundwork for what's to come. Um, still playing off issue number one with the death of the ambassador, um, and the guy in the news channel, man, he the one from the which, first issue that we said he he thought like they should start testing pregnant women to see if they were going to have mutants. And when the woman's like, well, well, what do you think needs to be done? And he's like, what we need to do, basically saying like make them have yeah. abortions. That There's a whole scene of them again fighting. on the television, yeah. like fighting. And it's like it's such a commentary on like just cable news nowadays. Like it, it's just so interesting to see them doing that. Uh, but well, I told you, like, I really like this book and how, like, even though this one doesn't have as much action, but just the series as a whole, it's going back to those old themes of the X-Men where, like, I think you said it, what, like, how society hates them. And it's, like, them just trying mm-hmm. to survive in that. Because the very end of this issue, spoiler alert, we have a massive Sentinel now coming out of the ground again. Like, awesome. the Sentinels are back. Classic-looking Sentinel. Um, it's just very cool. And just even seeing Jean kind of use her powers where there's that guy they're going after. She, like, forces him to walk into the alleyway. It's just... I don't know. There's that something was, about it that seems, that. yeah, and it, it just seems like such an old school X Men story. And like, Gold yeah. is great. X Men Gold right now is fantastic. Blue is kind of man. I'm I'm actually not reading Astonishing. That's one I that is kind of I guess the mainline one. Um, <laughs> and they're all good, but this just to me just from the get go, two issues in, and I think the next issue is only two weeks away. Right? They're they're like pumping these things out. I think the uh, end of the book said um, X Men Red number three two weeks. Which is crazy. Where are we here? We're March fourteenth. Uh, are we? No. Where the hell are we? All right. Fourteenth uh, Blue. X Men Blue is the fourteenth, the twenty-first. X Men Gold. Oh, maybe it was Gold that I was reading when I saw that. Yeah. That might be it. Okay. Let's see. That might have been X, it. And then another. X- so I think X Men Blue and X Men Gold come out every, like bi-weekly. They alternate. Okay, maybe that's it then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, at least according to this, I don't. Because I read Gold too this weekend. That's the thing, I'm reading yeah. so many X books now. It's just like, ah. <laughs> you can't keep track. <laughs> can't keep it together. Um, the cool thing is, like, I'm still getting used to Jean Grey being back because at the end of this, like, yeah, when like the Sentinel comes out, you're like, oh, God, like, turn and run. 
Right, like, <laughs> uh, do you watch the Lion Guard on Disney? Like, I when know, they make... I know the show. But no, I know. <laughs> like, they make they make fun of uh, the the zebras on there. All the zebras say is "run and hide, run and hide." That's all the zebras <laughs> do. So it's like, that's what I'm thinking. But I'm like, no, like they have Gene now. Like, stand and fight. No reason to run. You know that's I mean? right. No reason. So I'm interested to see where that goes. What was the whole thing? Because they, when uh, she's controlling their minds, they're going into this building to get this mutant who can possibly help them you don't really know how but she has yeah. like tele telepathic uh mutant abilities so they're going to get her and gene is hanging out on the outside kind of navigating him through this building on where to get her and then she's like oh we have a problem and there's like this mob coming to you know like the the civilians who hate the mutants so they're coming to like and she does an awesome scene or she's just like everybody like sleep and everybody goes to sleep except for like three or four people they, they have she, some sort of blocks in, right? She says they have some sort of like neural block. Or oh, they cut her off. She because Kurt, the Nightcrawler's on the inside. He's like something's not right. Uh, we got to go out. So he they go outside, and she's like, "It's okay." She goes, "I just had," and I got it right here. She goes, "I just had to concentrate on," and then it cuts off. And that's hmm. when the Sentinel comes. So what was it like? What what is, <sighs> does she not fully have her? Maybe not have it all back somehow. Back? I don't know. Like, I, I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but hmm. uh, I, mean, I don't think because potentially they could do something with the Phoenix. Maybe still has some sort of seed in her. She's trying to concentrate on like suppressing that somehow. But I don't think they are. I mean, I, I think they've moved on past the Phoenix, at least for now. Like, I don't think we're going to see any any return of that. I mean, there's no way they're going to have Gene mm-hmm. come back and suddenly, oh, no, nope, Phoenix is still part of it. Nope. Right. I don't think they're going to do that. So I don't know. I, I think it was just kind of cutting yeah. her off. I think it was her just saying, like, I got to focus on it. Yeah, getting them like, like basically maybe the block was there and she's able to get rid of the block. So she's starting to say, I need to focus on bringing the block down. And then just before she can even say that, just yeah, the Sentinels there. And right. um, Sentinels. I loved I loved the honey badger yeah. character. Very like comic relief. Uh, the part where that you were talking about earlier, where they she mind controls that guy to go into the alleyway so they can kind of get information from him. She's yeah. just like, can I poke him? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, uh Sure, and she just pokes him for no reason whatsoever. Um, but continuing with her character, there were three things I picked up on this issue that were kind of like socially aware issues. Um, the first one, because I'm talking about honey badgers with her, um, and when so so they get the information from this guy on where this mutant is, and they're kind of like setting up. They're in like a van, and they're like, "All right, this I'm gonna now I'm gonna Gene's like I'm gonna control your minds." We're not control your minds, but I'm going to be in your minds and tell you where to go, like I said earlier. And Honey Badger makes a comment. Uh, she goes, okay, I apologize for anything weird you see in there. Oh, and I haven't fully explored those feelings for the girl on the bus. So if you could just leave those alone, it would be appreciated. Yeah. And she has this look of like like not joking around. Yeah. Dead ass serious. Totally serious. I caught on this. Not, not a big deal, but cool that they kind of are implementing that. Yep. Um. The other one was the when the the female mutant that they're going to get is talking to Jean. Um, she's telling her how like you know I have telepathic energies and I can I can you know read minds and all this other stuff and I can manipulate people. Um, and she gives them example. She's she's talking to them where she is. She's being held like captive. So she tells her as proof of like what she did. Um, I think it was the country of India has like the biggest discrepancy between female and male pay wages. Yeah. The salary. So she manipulated that and alternated that. That was cool too. Crazy. That's another, you know what I mean? Yep. And 
The third one was the guy that you're talking about on the on the uh, air, on the news uh, argument back and forth, like a CNN type of yep. thing, Fox News, whatever. So they they make it look like you're watching them banter back and forth on television. So they have like a bottom scroll, and on one of the scrolls, it oh, says, I didn't even Bill, read the scrolls. Yeah, on one of them it says Bill proposing enhanced screening of mutants entering the country. So that's just like the whole crap we're going through right yep, now. Immigration and all that. Wow, nice. Pretty cool that they're kind of bringing yeah, at least some putting that poly- stuff in there, man. That's pretty it's not sweet. Front and center, not front and center, not doesn't overtake the issue at all. They're just little nuggets like within the issue. Yeah. But it's cool that they're they're kind of you know throwing some social and kind of political. Yeah, that's crazy. That's cool. Yep. yep. Excellent book, man. Yeah. Definitely. You know what? Actually, I read too um, the new the latest Batman issue, which you know Tom King is continuing to kill it with that book. Um, the the run they have going on now is this is now the second issue I think with it's Poison Ivy that's kind of now she's the the big villain. And who she, played Poison Ivy in the movies? Uh, was it Uma Thurman? Was it? I think you're right. Yeah. Was it? Was it her? I'm pretty um, sure. Yeah. Uh, she Gary, is, can you effort that, please? Yeah. Is Gary even there? Our intern, Gary. Gary yeah. <laughs> Gary. Paging can Gary. Paging Gary, paging Mr. Herman. Um, but she's, she's infected all like lettuce and, and every vegetable that people eat, right? So, and, dude, just listen. I'm sorry. It's just the last thing I thought you were going to say. <laughs> Batman's villain is lettuce. But anyway. Dude, did you guys read the new Batman? Like, dude, like lettuce. Well, is well they explain in this one because what the last issue, like everybody is infected and they're all just creepy. Like, like right. Bruce just wakes up and like, like even Alfred is infected. He literally punches out or like kicks Alfred in the face because Alfred is like <laughs> his eyes are all green. Well, in this issue, he's even infected like Superman. So the crazy wow. thing is like half of this issue, it's just like him and Catwoman because, you know, they're they're um, engaged still. They haven't got married yet. And so like every issue is about their love story. They're just going around doing going about their day. They go out to lunch. They go out to all these places. And the whole time it's Superman is just above the Batmobile or like they're eating and he's outside the window watching. Them. So it's just like this creepy like <laughs> Superman. But then, dude, about three quarters of the way through the issue. They realize because Poison Ivy can talk through all these other people. So she's like talking through Superman and talking. And so they he, they capture uh, Catwoman and Batman because she's told them, don't leave the manor. Like, I want you to stay here. And they're just like, screw it. We're going to leave. And that's why they go out, eat cheeseburgers and stuff. And so Batman and Catwoman are hanging off this building. And cheeseburgers I, without lettuce. I hope. Without <laughs> lettuce because they'd be poisoned, right? <laughs> but... Um, so he's hanging upside down. I forget what he says, but he says something to Superman. And, of course, it's really Poison Ivy channeling herself through Superman. He gets mm-hmm. so pissed. He punches Batman in the face with all the force he has and literally breaks his face and kills him. Uh, yeah, man. Okay, punches so that's what it Punches him in the meant. face and Batman dies. But then they bring him back because because Catwoman goes, did you just kill him? And she goes, yes. But now I can bring him back with whatever little plant, some some <laughs> a tulip uh, that is the okay. the super That's tulip. Not in fact the super tulip. But the, it shows like okay. Bruce Wayne's face. Half his mask is gone, and it's just like skull and like just busted open face. Just from a punch, a Superman punch. I mean, imagine but... that if Superman didn't hold back and punch Batman in the face, dead. I, I anyway, going through my my news reader, I saw and I didn't even bother to open it. It shows you how much I don't really care. <laughs> um, but it said that the the headline was 
like I think it must have been Superman does the unthinkable to Batman or something like that. Yep. But he's not dead. No. How long was he dead for? He was alive by the end of the episode. Like two panels, not even. It's like. And wait, 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 rewind. So, so no, I know he's not going to die. But why? So I totally forgot. I'm so like fascinated on the lettuce thing. But why? Why did he punch him to begin with? Because whatever he said, he said like a smart, a smart Alec like remark. Because again, it's two Superman, but Poison Ivy has control over everyone basically in the world, or at least in Gotham. And so. He's talking Superman. to Superman, but it's like really Poison Ivy channeling herself and whatever. He, he, she is talking through Superman to Batman, saying some shit. And then, like, you know, Batman's just yeah. like, he says whatever back, and she's just like, Wah! and just uses Superman's power to basically make him punch Bruce Wayne in the face and break his face and kill him. I'd probably do the same thing. If, if I had control of Superman, I would just start walking around. <laughs> kill everybody, right? Punching people in the face. Why yep. not? I don't know. It was just just an interesting panel that I was just like, here's Bruce Wayne's face just busted open. Like, and I was like, wait a minute, did he really kill him? And then even Catwoman just kind of looks over. She's like, did you just kill him? And she's just like, yeah, <laughs> but I can bring him back with my tulip powers. <laughs> oh my god! So which uh, I gotta look this up. It was what, uh, issue forty-two, I think, is the latest issue. It's just it's Batman. Batman. Just Batman. Uh, yeah, Batman like, forty-two. So it's interesting. I mean, you know, and again, the, the way that they've been writing these books, they're just kind of odd. But like, that's what is super cool about them. And it even even this even has a throwback to uh, the War of um, uh, what is it, Jokes and Riddles, um, because Poison Ivy kind of played a little bit of hand in that, and that's why she's here, like trying mm-hmm. to do whatever she's doing. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. And then how they explained it, like, oh, I got in all the food and all the lettuce. <laughs> 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 I have to find this. Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. Issue number 42. Yeah. Oh, Chris is pulling it up now. I probably shouldn't be doing this live on the air. You probably whatever. shouldn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what else you got for us this week, man? Uh, Play some oh, mobile yeah, games. So, we talk about some mobile games, man. Mobile games, because we talked about mobile games, I think, on our last show. Did we not? Or was that two uh, shows ago? We did. I don't remember. Yeah, it was a while ago, but yeah, we talked I about it. It doesn't matter. We did a show, and you can look it up just based on the title, because that's how we name these things. Um, two app games that I bought that came out for Android, and I had messaged you because I know sometimes Android gets games after iPhone does, and it seems to be the case here. But The Sims finally came out for Android, uh, like the full mobile version. Um, just Sims Mobile, right? And, this one was. Yeah, yeah, just The Sims, and i'll just throw both of them out right now and like because it's kind of in the same realm of like classic games that we used to play when we were i don't know how old we were 20s um they came out with a roller coaster tycoon touch they've had other roller coaster tycoon games um for android and i've tried them and they they, i don't know i didn't really like them that much but they kind of just like simplified it and kind of made the touch version of it and uh so the i've been playing the sims a lot more than the roller coaster tycoon so i can't really give you too much on how the tycoon is but it seems to be pretty cool and pretty basic which i'm glad they did that yeah for the mobile side but the sims dude like i'm hooked I'm, <laughs> I'm so hooked on it and i don't know it's just a really cool you can get it in for a few minutes and it's it is like a what's cool like it's a time-based thing so if you're going to work or something and this i mean if i'm preaching to the choir here i'm sorry i just haven't played this in forever yeah um but um if you go to like work or something you can just let that run for an hour um, real time and then you'll get the reward 
or you can you know do things while you're working like you know make your coffee or wait on guests that speed up the process and it only takes maybe like less than five minutes to get through like a full hour's worth so mm-hmm. you can do it one of two ways like if you can't if you don't have time to actually sit there and and, uh, and like lock them in a room and not feed them and then they defecate all over pretty themselves. much yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah but um but i'm just progressing slowly and now i'm you know making friends and and getting stuff in my home and i'm going to parties and i have a job and it's a time suck man like it, it's it's great it's you load it up for as long as you want and you can play for as long as you want so you don't run out of stuff to do like for my my uh galaxy of heroes game there's comes a point in time where like there's nothing left to do and you got to wait for everything to build back up and i'm totally fine with that um but with this you can just keep going and going and going and it's it just took me back. To, I remember when we bought that game. I remember we were so psyched for that game to come out. And we went to media play. Nice. Like, like we always do. Yeah. And we bought that game. And and uh, I don't know. I, I fell off of it. There were so many expansions for that game. Do you remember how many mm-hmm. expansions there were for that? But um, it is. It, it's, it's your Sims game. And I don't know. Right now I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. So. Um, that's it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out right now the uh, Batman punch in the face. Oh, <laughs> let me see. I found his face. There's, there's his face. Where? See, that's kind of pretty cool. Bashed in the face. It's great. I like that. <laughs> but yeah, man. You know, The Sims is a game that um, I remember like just loving that man when when it first came out and we played it. Like you said, we went to Media Play, picked it. I remember that yep. was like a big purchase, wasn't it? Like we, because I think we both bought it. and It was just kind of like, oh, we man, split do we it. Yeah, like, yeah, we split it, right? It? We did. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Should we get it? Should we not? And we were kind of because I think, I think we bought it because we were we were kind of was. Were you always big into Roller Coaster Tycoon? Yes, it was. Yeah, and yeah. you even had like I, Zoo Tycoon too, didn't you? I, I think. did. I did. I did the have Zoo Tycoon. Just take the fences down, and they ran. <laughs> that was great. That was the best. <laughs> Um, so dumb. But I think it was kind of around that time period. So we were kind of like really they're like, ah, it's because maybe this is like the, this is like the next level yeah. of like sim game. And I always like SimCity and stuff like that. So I think, yeah, I remember it was like, should we get it? Should we not get it? And we were just like, ah, screw it. We're, we're gonna get it. We're doing it. And you played it a lot more than I did. I think it stayed at your house for a very, very long time. Um but I always enjoyed it whenever I yep. Play, and so. it seems like it's the perfect mobile fit. I actually one of my techs I know used to play the Sims game on Facebook. And I think it it like the really? app, whatever app came out, it kinda like you could play it through this app that they had put out. And so she would play it like a lot. It was kind of like back when like Farmville and all that was out there. Yeah. You know, okay. like those those style of games. It was an energy game or whatever. But um, you know, I'm sure it's hey, the with the rise of mobile games right now and just that quick get in, get out, I could definitely see this, you know, being um a great game. Yeah, it is. It is, and I like I said, I haven't got into uh, the Roller Coaster Tycoon touch mm. as much, but and Sims is completely free. You know, there's microtransaction based yep. if you wanted to dig deep, but you don't need to. There's <laughs> always something to do, always. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really care about the, you know, the clothing pack that I can get. I don't give right. a shit about yeah, that. I'm sure a lot of people do, but yep. Um, it's literally hours and hours of endless. I mean, it is endless game, right? It it is. Oh yeah, it never ends. No man. end. You can have Doesn't kids end. and you just keep playing. I mean, that's kind of the whole point, right? That's why you get right. invested in it. Um, right. Well, this week I started playing um, 
Rainbow Six Siege, which uh, I bought when it launched, I think it was in 2015. And at the time, the, the main reason I bought it was, and Chris, I mean, you can even testify to this, like back on the Xbox, one of our favorite games to play back then. Mm. We always played a, a crap ton of Halo 2. But we used to play Ghost Recon 2. And I remember like vividly you, our buddy Bill, his brothers, I think both of his brothers, and even maybe like another friend coming over and us setting up when I had the house on Oak Lawn. And we had mm. two Xboxes, two televisions, and we did like a LAN party. It was like six or seven of us all doing whatever they called it, like terrorist hunt. Yeah, and, Ghost Recon. and you would like spawn on a map and there were 50 terrorists. and You just had to take them out. Oh, and so it's, it was just so much fun, <laughs> right, to play co-op and do that. And then yeah. when the 360 came out and the, those, the Graw games, the Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighters were good. But uh, Rainbow Six Vegas is kind of what we really dove into. And so we started the same thing, doing the terrorist hunt. You go in there, you got to clear a map of like 20, 20 enemies, and it was awesome. So when Siege came out in 2015, I was like, man, I got to get on this and play that. I remember how much fun it was. And um, the whole environments in Rainbow Six Siege are like destructible. So it, it was super cool going in there. You're busting through walls and you're repelling mm -hmm. up buildings and just kind of trying to get through everything. And um, it, it was fun, but I, I felt intimidated by the multiplayer because the multiplayer in the way that it worked, it was basically five on five attack and defend like one group defends a bomb the other team has to attack and when you're dead you're dead and i was like you know what i'm, I'm always gonna be terrible at this game i played the <laughs> terrorist hunt you know with some buddies online and then people kind of fell off and i was like i can keep playing online but nah traded the game in well oh. recently i've just saw that like see i saw all these articles popping up for siege and people saying like oh man you know ubisoft has saved siege it's just having this massive comeback they did a huge like two hundred and fifty thousand dollar or might even be more than that like invitational tournament on twitch and um, it was like the number one game for that weekend. And even still, it's in like the top 10, top 15 games played on Twitch. And wow. so I tried to watch a few videos and read some articles about like what is happening with Siege? Why is this game having this resurgence? And I watched one video where a guy, he, he put it in terms that I just, I never looked at the game this way. But he said, he goes, the game is literally a hero shooter. And when I say that, I mean, it's a game like Overwatch or it's like Paragon. Even though Paragon's a mobile, it's like, when you play this character, you have your set skills that's different than everybody else. And you need to work as a team because your skills are different than my skills, but we can kind of work together. And when, right. when I thought of it, I was like, man, I didn't even think of this game in that sense. I just thought of it as a, you know, a very realistic PvP type game where you're just going and shooting each other. So I watched some videos and man, I went out, bought it on the cheap digital. And uh, my son and I, have even, Cam and I have even been playing. Like, dude, it is so much fun to play. Holy shit. Like, it is replaced with Paragon shutting down, with Epic putting Fortnite out there and just shutting down Paragon. Like, it's filled that role. Going in, mm. like, essentially, here's how each round works is you, you got to win. It's three out of – you have to win the best three out of five. And you're either attacking or you're defending. And on the map, they'll give you a big house. So it'll be, like, literally my house or it could be – um, like a casino or just something, but there's multiple floors and multiple entrances. Each team gets 30 seconds in the beginning. If you're on the attack team, you have a little drone and the drone, you control it and it just kind of goes around on the ground and the object is to find either it's a hostage or it's a bomb or there's just like an area that the team has to control. You need to find where in the building they are. You got 30 seconds. The other yeah. team, their job is to basically put up barricades. So they're barricading the walls. Each person gets two big steel things you can put over walls to make them like unbreakable. Um, right. You can put barbed wire down. You can set traps and all that stuff. Once the 30 seconds are done, it's like, all right, go. 
each round is four minutes, so it's quick. So it's not like you're sitting there. Like I remember playing like Ghost Recon, and we'd be in there for like oh, an yeah. hour and a half looking for that one enemy on the map. Yeah, this is like four minutes, and even though there is an objective, every time it's like just eliminate the other team. Everybody's just trying to kill out the five guys, and so it just comes down to this. All right, we know where the bomb is if you found it because it'll ping it on the map let's go like who's going what direction who's going from the roof who's going from the ceiling and you're slowly making your way through these maps and, and you know it's this crazy just super intense moment when you're dead you're dead you watch your teammates you could do call outs in that that round ends and then you flip sides the other team attacks mm-hmm. the other team defends they move you somewhere else in the map and it's dude it is super super fun like i thought i was going to be one of those people that was just garbage at it and like man this is so intimidating i can never have fun with it I'm hooked, man, because it's quick. Really? You can hop in and, like, you know, half the time it doesn't even go all five rounds. And even if it does, it's not like each round is four minutes. Sometimes they're two minutes, two and a half minutes. And right. every, are you finding, like, you're, you're winning as much as you're losing? In terms winning of, like, as much when, as I'm when losing, you're playing defense. Some, sometimes, um, oh, yeah, I mean, de- you, you can win a lot on defense just you depending on how you okay. set up. Um, and you don't even need to stay at the objective. Like, some teams will just go and hide elsewhere. And just wait, you know, so when you're going in and you're not expecting someone to be in that front, right in the front door, because, you know, the bomb is in the backside of the house and they can just boom, they ambush you or set traps there. You know, like there's there's so much strategy that goes into it. And, um, you know, watching like that's one thing (laughs) we're going to talk about Twitch in a minute. One of our buddies watches Twitch. That's one of the things I I watched a tournament this weekend. So I just not that I sat down for three hours like some people and watch it, but I did kind (laughs) of turn it on every once in a while. It was like, man, like this is this is engaging. Like I could sit here and watch this. And the best part is like, like I said, playing with my son. I mean, we've had so much fun, dude, playing this game this weekend. Like it was a blast. So but the thing is, like, you need to have a team that is like cohesive and working together if you don't have to because i mean if you yeah. do you're you're gonna your chances are gonna be better that you're gonna win but i just yeah. I, honestly like i've been playing in the mornings and i just kind of spawn in by myself i'm playing my role do what i need to do and you know if you it, win you win it i've won like you know some of the things the operators have like one of them that's what they call the heroes or operators one of them like the little drone in the beginning for that 30 second phase she has a little uh like shock darts that she can choose so if you can find those people quick they're sitting there trying to barricade the doors and you're just like and they're like you know they shock and they're getting all pissed and they can shoot your drone so they're getting all pissed and so you're chasing you're moving around the room real fast and really you're making them not be able to put up barricades because they're so focused on trying to shoot you shoot, that they're right. not. So it's like this whole just kind of meta game. Cat and mouse the game. game. Exactly, man. It yeah. is. It's a blast, dude. Like there's one, there's one chick where she, uh, like when you're coming down, as long as you're within like a room distance, so you could be like on the roof or underneath and the floor underneath them, you can hit a button and it makes a cell phone go off in every person on the other team's pocket. So they don't they don't have to like shut it off like you hold down on the D-pad to shut it off if you get hit with it. Um, mm-hmm. But it makes the sound so people will hear it because you definitely want to wear headphones when you play the game. You can hear footsteps and stuff. You'll know in the room where they are and the controller vibrates the whole time. So the people could be hiding in the corner like just waiting for you to come around that thing and then you hit it and it's like bzz, bzz, and their, their controller is like you know kind of vibrating <laughs> and it's popping up on the screen showing them that the cell phone is ringing. And when they go to shut it off, it actually like they have to take their hand off the gun pull their hand out and like start shutting it off. So it's just like this whole, you, wow. it's crazy, dude. It is so much fun, man. Uh, I highly recommend people check it out. Um, and they do free weekends too. So next time there's a free weekend, maybe I'll try to mention it here on the show and people should definitely um, check the game out. It's a lot of fun, man. And it's, wow. it just harkens back to when we used to play Rainbow Six Vegas and even like the, the original Ghost Recon games. 
Um, I love that, especially Recon. Recon was great. I love Rainbow Six Vegas. That was an awesome game. Just like the settings and stuff like that were cool. Mm -hmm. But um, I remember so many times in like Recon where like one of us would be, there'd be like, it doesn't even have to be like the last person, just be a guy because they were spaced out pretty well throughout all the maps. Yeah, and Recon definitely was huge maps. Yeah. And I would, or whoever would be, just for the sake of the argument, I would say, like, I would be down on my stomach, like, crawling. And all of a sudden, I would notice a guy, like, so close to me that I couldn't, like, stand up because that would just blow the mission. So I would have to tell you, like, here's yes, where man. I am. Yeah. I this can't guy's move. right next to me. Shoot him in the head, please, so I yep. can keep moving. Yeah, <laughs> man. Just the, the and, when, and we had, oh, my God, we always had, we never had to go into that game. And just bring in random people. Like we we always had enough guys to play with. Yeah, where we knew what we were doing. That just made it so much fun. So see that right now, like like uh, my buddy Kato that I did Paragon Radio with, and then even the guys, a lot of the people at Epic, and we built tons of people to play Paragon with. I'm I'm now hoping to get that with Rainbow Six because like yeah, I have you know one or two people I've been kind of dabbling with a little bit, but it's more just me going in solo. And I know when you have that five man team, man, that this game is gonna just be epic because already there's moments where like rather than calling out the names people call out like the op whichever like operator or hero you're playing like capcan like all right capcan come on you know capcan to your right to your right to your right like you know follow me or whatever like we're just constantly doing call outs as you're going um because you're slowly you know going down hallways and peeking around corners and the other thing they let you do is if you click the analog sticks you kind of turn sideways so half the time you're you know you're going to a doorway and then you're kind of turning this way and then looking the other way and, and just constantly covering every corner and every angle and it's super fun man that's I, cool yeah it, and, cool. and the coolest thing about it i think is just to see how the game came out was was met with kind of mixed reception and just kind of meh and then Ubisoft just turned it around. I mean, same thing happened with the division. Division came out was kind of meh. The division yeah. completely turned the game around. Like Ubisoft really? is killing it, man. With those, I mean, Assassin's Creed. I mean, the series was kind of dead to, to rights. I mean, everybody's like, man, these Assassin's Creed games are garbage. Origins has come. Origins came out and it's huge now. Like yeah. it's funny to look at like EA with the the Battlefront stuff. Like complete, you know, everybody hates EA, and then like even Activision and Bungie with what they did with Destiny Two, and people mm-hmm. are like Destiny Two, man, it's a mess, blah. Ubisoft is like just loving it. They're like, hey, we're hanging out. We made this game. Hey, we made a Mario vs. Rabbits game for the Switch. It's fucking great. The people love wow. it. So wow. Yeah, it's funny, man. Pretty crazy. Um, speaking of crazy, let's talk about some <laughs> Star Wars. Uh this was Oh, I thought you were going big, down a different road, but well, oh well. Do we, we, wanna... right, we can do it. We can do it. It don't matter. No, no. no. Okay, let's stick with the gaming. Let's stick with gaming real quick. Okay. Quick, quick gaming news here, hot off the presses. As we're going on the air tonight, um, <laughs> it was revealed by Epic Games that a uh, mobile version of Fortnite is coming uh, to iOS and Android devices. And when I say mobile, it really isn't just mobile. This is just a straight up port of Fortnite. And on top of that, because here's what they say: they said uh, in partnership with our friends at Sony. Uh, Fortnite Battle Royale will support cross-play and cross-progression between the PlayStation 4, PC, Mac, iOS, and eventually Android. And uh, that this game is the same game on every platform that you play. So Mm. I could be on my iPhone sitting on the can playing with you on your android for your galaxy it's, it's not it's not can be it's will be will be that's right <laughs> chris will finally play fortnite um yeah and it's the same game dude this thing is coming you have to have it says uh, uh ios 11 on at least an iphone 6s or se 
an iPad Mini 4, iPad Pro, iPad Air 2, or an iPad 2017 device. So it is a little bit of a newer device, um, but I mean, it's going to hit the Android you know, market probably a few months later. And mm -hmm. to me, man, it's just been shocking to see what Fortnite has done, man. Like it, this is, they, they've just put all their eggs <laughs> in one basket and just sort of like, we're going battle royale. Let's go. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I remember, I mean, we've talked about this game six years not even ago, on the man. show six off the air, ago. just between us. Like yeah. forever. I remember yep. when they, they, they revealed the, uh, it wasn't even a trailer. It was just, what do you call this little thing? teaser? Not even that. It was almost like a cartoon of like, Hey, here's this game that we have coming out. And it's like these guys just, it wasn't yep. in game footage at all. Um, and when did they do it? They did it on like the Spike Network during the it was, like some award show. It might have been, yeah, speaking of award shows, yeah, I think it might have been the Spike yeah, TV yeah, awards, yeah. Um, and I remember like, like, like gravitating toward that, and, like kind of hooking onto it. And I've been asking you every once in a while. I just bring it up, like this is you know, like like Mark said over the past six years. I would just every once in a while hey, you hear anything about Fortnite yet, and sometimes you would say no, and sometimes you would say yes, and but you. I even did you say like one time it was dead? Yeah, I mean there was a it moment wasn't. where people just thought it was done that the game yeah. was just over. Yep. And then I think I stopped asking about it and you <clears throat> sent me a message like it, it's here, it's it's coming out and this is the date and I'm like, "Wow, that's kind of cool." And yep. I games like that usually just just fall off the deep end and nobody hears about it when mm -hmm. the games just take that long to come out. Uh but this one broke the mold for some reason. You you see it everywhere, mm -hmm. everywhere. Like, and what, what was um, the link I just sent you? Was like the was it the Yankees? Like spring training, talking yeah. about it in a car. Like, yeah. God, man, it's it, so it's, cool. It's so cool. And, and you know, I mean, the the crazy thing about it though is that this Fortnite is not that Fortnite that we talked about six years ago. Right. You yeah, know what no, I mean? Like that like to the, me, that's that's the craziest thing about right. all of this is like. They they were canceling games. They canceled Paragon. They're essentially, I mean, they they haven't said it yet, but why wouldn't they cancel? They call it Save the World. That's what that Fortnite mode is. Why wouldn't they just mm -hmm. say Screw Save the World? We're just moving on to uh, regular Fortnite. I mean, <clears throat> here's here's something interesting about Fortnite, and and it's a testament to either how good or how bad the game is. My <laughs> wife, this past Saturday, my daughter and I went to a father-daughter dance. And so my mm -hmm. son convinced my wife to play because my kids are just obsessed with it. My wife, who plays no shooters, plays no games like that. You know, she, she mm -hmm. just doesn't play any dual analog sticks, doesn't even play video games. Her and my son came in second place. Out of 100 people, they came in second place. Because and almost of one, just Yes or, and no. Just the luck yeah. of the draw, dude. Like, she uh -huh. lasted to the very end, which normally sometimes if someone's good, at least someone on the team may die. They just didn't really come across anybody. They ended up getting some decent weapons, so Cam could kind of you know build good enough. And half the time, because he put it up on his YouTube channel, it's them running around, and you see her like kind of looking up at the sky, looking down, like just you know she, right. she just has no control. <laughs> and they made it to second place, so it's like this wow. game is just anybody can play it, and so I think that's the appeal of it. And for right. those guys that are really good, you know these guys are streaming out on Twitch, and and they have tons and tons of viewers. And I think it, it is a very streamable, watchable game because every time you play it, it's different. There, you never know what someone's going to get into. It's like where on the map are they going to go? Who are they going to encounter? What what items are going to be there? Are they a good builder? What are they going to build? Where's the circle? The little circle that pulls everybody in. Where is that going to be in the map? Are they going to be in it? Or are they not going to be in it? And it's so it's mm -hmm. it's just great to watch and. 
Man, something happened this weekend, and I, this was something I wanted to uh, tell you about here on the air because I knew you. I don't think you had heard about this, but um, mm. there's a streamer. His name is Ninja. He's like the best PvP player on in the world. I mean, the guy is constantly on Twitch. Whatever the latest, hottest game is, he's playing. Of course, he's been playing Fortnite because everybody and their mother's playing Fortnite. And I don't know how it started, but somebody or somehow his community said we want him to. We want to try and reach a milestone for subscribers. So I saw it on Twitter. A couple of people I follow were like, hey, you know, um, go subscribe to Ninja's channel. When you subscribe to a channel, it's five bucks. And we've talked about it here, Chris, because I know, you know you're not too familiar with Twitch. You subscribe mm-hmm. for five bucks, a recurring every month. You get like specific emotes on the guy's channel or whoever it is that you can use in their chat or other chats. And mm-hmm. you get no ads on Twitch. This month or, or this weekend, Ninja became <coughs> the first streamer to reach... 100,000 subscribers. 100,000 wow. people giving the guy $5 a month. Oh, my God. He gets to keep eh, probably about $3.50 of that because Twitch or slash Amazon, which is Twitch, gets right. to keep that. That's $350,000 a month. A month, dude. Wow. How many of those people will fall <laughs> off? I'm sure there will be a you know great handful of because they were just trying to get him to that milestone. But, dude. How many won't? How, how many will just keep, keep is five bucks a month? You're not going to break the bank. That was wow. just, I mean, that is the most incredible thing ever. Like a guy wow. playing, and it happened with Fortnite because, you know, I'm sure it could have happened with any game, maybe if the, the community really got behind it, but just the success that Fortnite is having, you think about it, it wasn't just the regular people watching Twitch. I mean, there are kids now, like my kid, my kids are obsessed with Fortnite driving in the car to carpool every day there's i have my kids and we have our friends kids it's another boy and girl same age every car ride the last two or three weeks has been what happened when they played fortnite the night before who they sniped this the the you know the the tactical shotgun which i'm driving in the car with my kids and you know from eight year old to 11 well now 12 year old eight and 12 and it's just like they're talking about tactical shotguns and the new hunter rifle and i'm just like (laughs) It's like, uh, hell, don't man? you have the spelling bee that I'm studying <laughs> for right now? Uh, wow. What is happening in this world of video <laughs> games? Like, it is the so, most bizarre, bizarro land, man. So I is just, this like, this is like the new, wow. New Minecraft. Well, I guess you could new, say, I would say Minecraft be, for kids, but it could be wow because it is just everybody. Everybody's everybody. playing. It doesn't matter. Adults, kids, whatever. I mean. I don't know what's going to take it down, man. The only the only game in my that I could see possibly taking it down. It's not going to get rid of the younger kids because my kids are hooked. Sure, they move on from you know the next from one hot thing to the next hot thing like you know constantly. Um, so I'm sure there will be something that comes along. But this game wouldn't get them. But I think the next big game to that could potentially take people away is Red Dead Redemption Two. That's the only game. It doesn't come out right. until like September or October. And I think that game because it has the multiplayer. It's going to be a mm-hmm. massive open map, just like the original Red Dead. Rumor has it, it is going to have a Battle Royale mode. If they oh. put a Battle Royale mode in that, and it's Rockstar <clears throat> doing it, and it's Red Dead, come on. That's going to pull at yeah. least the older gamers away from both PUBG and Fortnite, and that'll be huge. But again, you got to pay for it. See, that's that's the other side of Fortnite. It's free. Yeah. So kids are playing. Now it's going to come to tablets. You know how many more people are going to play? Like, Oh man! <laughs> exactly. Me. It's, it's, it is the biggest game in the world. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I will yeah. say before we went on the air, I messaged our buddies uh, from Epic that I have from Paragon when I saw the mobile thing. It was like, 
man, what are you, you guys are just killing it. I'm like, my kids are going bananas. And they just put like a bunch of smiley faces. And we're just like, yep. And the yeah. one guy, the one guy was funny. Actually, I'll read this on the air. I won't say which, which uh, Epic employee he was, but uh, he said this. He said, uh, and my, my wife was actually pretty happy that he said this because the, the kids, I said, this is one of the guys from Epic. This is what he had to say to you. He said, uh, um, where was it? He said, I'm glad to hear it. Keep them in check. Make sure they do their chores, get good grades, and do physical <laughs> activity sometimes. So, uh, yeah. That's great. So That's great. Pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, well, before the smiley faces, he put like dollar signs and then <laughs> yeah. erase that and then yes. put the smiley yep. faces in there. But that's, I mean, so this isn't going away. It's is not what going you're, anywhere. Is what you're trying. It, it, this I mean, is a hot game, dude. Even if they didn't add this mobile side of it, like this is just going to expand it. It is, man. But yeah. even even if they didn't add this mobile side of it, this this thing is here for mm-hmm. the foreseeable future. Yep. It, which is cool because like we live in a society that is so like, what's next? Like, let's keep the ball moving. Like this was cool today, and you know, next week yep. there's something else coming out. But I love when things like this like hang around and stick around. Like I I didn't play that. Uh, was the the thing on Facebook that all the the soccer moms were playing the like the mob or yeah I didn't Mafia play that Wars, stuff but Mafia Wars Mafia Wars was I mean that was not, I'm not saying it's at this level but everybody was talking about it they were talking about it for a little while and I love stuff like that because I just hate this constant like turnover of yeah. like it, it oh I, I we're not we're not to the point where it's like uh, Fortnite so January 2018. <laughs> Get with March 2018. Well, you know what? It's weird. Right, we, like, I was talking with somebody recently about this. Like, what is it? What does it say now that a game developer, if you sit down and develop a game, you almost have to take into account if your game is streamable. You know what I mean? Because that's what makes yeah. your game huge. Like, I don't want to say that the people streaming on Twitch is what made Fortnite super successful. I mean, I think it's just a magnitude of things. I think the the graphical aesthetic brought the kids in even if anything made parents say oh my kid can play that game um Mm -hmm. i think the you know the gameplay is fun and that i mean it it, of course ripped from PUBG and as well as like daisy and all those other games um but bringing in the building was great because that's like a minecraft type thing but it's the kids being able to go on or, or people being able to go on watch someone stream it or watch it on youtube watch those clips it is like the perfect culmination of just all these things you know what i mean so you think so like a game like God of War that comes out next month, a new God of War looks, oh my God, it looks incredible. The story looks amazing and it's going to be great. And for that weekend, maybe that week, it's going to be the number two, three, four game on Twitch. And that's going to be gone. Gone. And it's like the game right. is going to be maybe game of the year. Like this, oh my God, they spent four or five years making all these incredible assets, blah, 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 all this amazing stuff. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's cool. And Everybody's gonna go back that, and watch somebody play Fortnite. It, it's <laughs> it's like, so, what? So you, you, and you think that will come down? That you you can bring it back to the reason why it won't have as much staying power as like Fortnite comes down to it being streamable. I think streamable, and when I say streamable, I mean almost like replayable. You know, kind of how. Right. Like like those roguelike you games, you know, like like uh, like a Splunky or whatever, where every time you play it, the map is different. It's, different. it's always a different run, and it's more. I get good at Splunky. People get good at Fortnite because they know, like, okay, here's where I need to go. And even the, the shooting kind of sucks. The controls aren't that great in Fortnite. Like, it's, they're just not tight. But, like, if you can become a master of that, like some of these, like, Ninja is. I mean, the dude's, like, shooting people with a hand cannon across, like, the map. It's like, damn, like, 
I can't do that. He can, and so he's good. So that's why people watch him because he's doing crazy stuff. It's and like you said, and it's different every time you watch. And like you know, right. I think I think that's that's where games like you know, to use your God of War example, you watch somebody play that from beginning to end. Is it. there a need to watch it again? No. Is there a need There's for none. you to even play it? Right. I mean, do me, Breath yeah, me for me. But, but, I don't. But know. But I mean, like, that's kind. Of, you know, people, kids, a, a guy out there who can buy one game or two games a year. It's like, well, I'm not going to buy God of War because yeah. I just I saw the ending, everything was spoiled, and I'll go buy Battlefront Two or whatever it is because I it's a PvP game and I can play it. I guess that's a good point. I mean, you're <laughs> I mean, playing game. you're playing a game to get to the end to see what the end end result is. A single. And yeah. if you see that, uh, I mean, maybe there's still some satisfaction that you you did it. You know, like some yeah. some personal satisfaction. But other than that, if you're just in it for the story and see where it goes, yep. yeah, fire Games up are in a weird place, man. It's it's a very strange place right now. A strange world that we live in. It's like you know the the inception of online was a big big deal. Like oh my god, I can connect everybody <laughs> together and we can play. And now it's like you just it it's completely changed things in ways I don't think we ever thought it would. You know that you're able to have a game like Fortnite where on a weekly, sometimes even daily basis. They're weapon tuning. They're putting new weapons in the game. They're putting new locations in the game. They're doing so. It's like constantly different. Every, you know, every time you go in, or if you don't play for a week, you go in. There's a few new things that just change the game just enough to give that hook to keep you playing. It's mm-hmm. it's amazing, man. It's a, it's it's a weird weird time. But. So are games like completely abandoning abandoning uh, like a campaign? Um, or, or no. Really? Well, well. I think, or not like, as much focus is put on the campaign. Like a, a fur, like Sony clearly isn't. You know, their first party games aren't. Um, I think Sony will always put out games like Uncharted, God of War, just because Sony does them so well. I think they always will. Yeah. Um, right. Microsoft, I mean, they're big games. I guess Sea of Thieves, completely online, really no campaign. Um, uh, State of Decay two coming, meh. You know, that's pretty much just all. Even though you can play a single player, it's more about the minute to minute experience. And just right. kind of this open world. There really there is a supposedly a campaign, but I'm sure it's going to be just <laughs> kind of tacked down. It's more about surviving the zombie world. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're you know if you're not one of these big AAA companies, why would you put out a, a game like why would you put out today? Remember the game Enslaved? Oh, awesome game. But why would you put that out today? Or even what, what was the game you loved uh, from Sega, uh, where you're the guy sliding around on the ground? What the hell was that game called? When you had the guns yeah. and you were like. Remember you run and you're like, uh, it began with a V, like Vanquish. Was it Vanquish? Oh, Vanquish, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why would you put that out today? Like, you would spend two, three years building this game that probably wouldn't sell that much because, you know, people would watch it on Twitch and that game itself wouldn't really have this quote-unquote staying power of you being able to play it. You would just rent it. So do you, by the way, uh, Sea of Thieves comic book issue number one. Oh, my goodness. Next Wednesday, for what? On my list, huh? For what? Why? Why would they know. make that? I don't know. I don't know uh, either. I, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't remember what I was going to say. Games are so weird, man. Like I, yeah. I almost wish that we were still doing just our oh, straight up gaming podcast because I mean, this time, actually, I'm glad we don't. Honestly, because it's like I'm glad we don't because I don't have time to play. <laughs> it, that, that would be an interesting podcast. Like it yeah. would be the video game. It's player weird, and the, the clueless the clueless video game player i mean but I, that's, that's what i was going to ask you do you think because your question was uh are our developers making these games you know with with stream streamable 
characteristics in mind. Right. So do you think that, I mean, well, maybe I'm answering my own question, but I'll just throw it out to you. Like, do you think a game is like getting along in development and they pump the brakes and they're like, wait a minute, like we don't have streamable capabilities here. We got to scrap this. Or do you think it's just in the beginning uh, process? I, think, the, I like, think moving forward, that question will almost always come up, whether or not it will stop development, but it'll be like, wait a minute. What, what can we do at of, least to make this game last three months or whatever it is? Like, there's got to be something in there. And I mean, it, that sucks that a team has to say that, but it's like. And is that you said three months? Is that a success? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, and see, that's the other crazy thing. That's what kills me right now is being host of Guardian Radio. It's like the Destiny community has completely fallen apart, man. Completely. Really? fall. Oh, my God. People. Destiny is the worst game ever. Des or Destiny 2 is the worst game ever. Bungie is trash. Destiny 2 is the biggest flop video game of all time. Oh my god, yeah. it's terrible. Took over from E.T. Second best selling game of all time last year. Behind Call of Duty. How is it a flop? Okay. How is it a flop? They made tons of money, bro. Like the, the reason it's a flop. No, stop. That does not constitute a good but, game. No, 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 no. Listen, I know. But listen, you know why people are calling it a flop? Because it's not in the top 10 on Twitch. And that because the big streamers who their whole life was going to be, or not life, but their whole next year or two was going to be based around streaming Destiny 2, they can't stream it. So Destiny 2 is dead in the water. Meanwhile, there's nearly a million people still playing every day across all the okay. platforms. Right. But according to your, like what you're saying and your logic, the, the fans have it right. It's not successful if it's not top 10 in twitch well, that's what i'm saying it's I, not. that's not dude that's not my logic that's what that's what okay. i'm saying that's where the gaming world is and to me that is bananas that's crazy it's it is, crazy like, it's, that, that people look at a game and say oh my god your game is not in the top 10 on twitch it's right. a failure right if what? you're going off of of sales then no the game's not a failure i always remember kevin smith who oddly they were talking about him because we were talking about doing a show about him um uh, he did. Oh, God, we forgot about that. We got to do that. Yeah, I know. Um, it wasn't Dogma. I don't remember what movie it was specifically, but people. It was after he had become, you know, Kevin famous. Smith, and, yeah, he became the household name. Yeah. And he did a movie, and it made. I think it only made like thirty million dollars in in the theaters, and people were like, "Oh, it's a failure." And he's like, "Yeah, I made this movie for two million dollars." And I made $28 million off this movie. That's not – like when you spin it that way, that's not a failure. So if you're looking at it from a monetary standpoint, no, Destiny 2 did what it's supposed to do. It made money for the company. From the fans' point of view, that's amazing. Like you said, it's it's Twitch-based. It, it's, it's, it's not top YouTube. 10 in Twitch I mean, you, streaming. Did, seeing, that's seeing, seeing the amount of videos yeah, that came out crazy. and it was just like, that's I'm quitting Destiny 2. I'm leaving. It's like – why would you even do that video? Like to me, that to me is bonkers. Like why even? And, and look, I don't want to sit here and you know, crap talk people out there because hey, people have their own reasons for doing. But you know, it's like you look at the, those people, and a lot of it was the expectations that they had were to be able to play this game on Twitch and make all these YouTube videos, and they couldn't, and so immediately mm -hmm. it's a failure. And it's like, well, let's not call the game a failure per se. Let's just say for you, it was a disappointment, and it's not lived up to your expectations. But as a whole game's out of failure i mean it has its issues believe me but you know right. they're, they're fixing them because luckily we live in a world of online gaming and you could put patches out and there's all these those things so 
I don't know. It's just a weird world of gaming that we live in right Very now. Man. Strange. It's, it's Very strange. It's strange. I'm glad I, I'm glad I got out of it. Yeah, you are out of it, man. <laughs> Take me with you, please. <laughs> Good lord. Um, not that comics are any. No, they're not. Less yeah. stressful. Marvel, and what are you Marvel doing? Marvel has no freaking clue what they're doing, Why, but I, I still. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's right. shift gears from away from gaming, man, because I I can't even handle that right now. Um, let's talk about John Favreau. John Favreau What's was that? announced this week, or actually, was it today? Or yesterday? Today. today. It was announced today. today. Uh, John Favreau is now the new executive producer and writer for a live-action Star Wars series uh, that will be coming to the new Disney uh, streaming service. This was something that um, we knew there was a live-action series coming that had been kind of <laughs> floated out there. Uh, but no names, of course, were attached to it. But John Favreau, bro. Like, big pull huge man i mean this is the guy yeah. obviously many of you know who he is but he um you know he did uh iron man jungle book elf 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 but what wh- what's the one thing when you think john favreau what do you what's the first thing that comes to your mind Swingers. is it really it is him and uh, vince vaughn i always think of the two of them just like standing really there. yeah for me it's rudy Oh, yes. I don't know why. I That's always right. think Rudy. Yes. I just go right to Rudy. And, uh, and uh, you know, I didn't have a huge role in that, but it was big enough to make an impression on me, obviously. Yeah. But I just, I think it's amazing. Like, <clears throat> you've literally, like, followed his career. Yeah. Uh, what'd you do? You, you did something. No, you, we're back. We're back. Don't worry about it. You should be okay. Um, he was even, there we go. you know, he's now, he's happy in all the Avengers movies. You know, he's uh, Spider-Man yeah. in, in Spider-Man Homecoming. He plays a big role in that movie. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the guy is awesome. He has an eye for film, an eye for story, uh, or a mind for story, I guess, if you want to say. And, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, he said, if you told me at 11 years old that I would be getting to tell stories in the Star Wars universe, I wouldn't have believed you. I can't wait to embark on this exciting adventure. Isn't that the cool part about Star Wars? It's just the longevity that it's had, that the, the, the kids, like, us people who are mm-hmm. our age and even older are now in control of it yep so um and i think this will make me take uh some interest in this streaming service that disney has because before this they didn't i mean and this is not coming out to, i think till next year the streaming service right 2019 yeah, right, yeah. 2019 so they haven't really they haven't really said too much about what it's going to entail um so having it's all about the like the original content Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where Netflix just kind of took off and, and Hulu followed suit. So uh, what Disney can do for original content for the streaming service was what was going to be the pull. And this pulled me in like a black hole. Uh, so yep. um, I'm, uh, I'm on board for it now because, you know, Disney movies, you know, and your wife is a Disney, Disney fanatic. Nuts, yep. Right. You got all the movies, so you don't really need a streaming service for the movies. You can watch those whenever you want. But um, it's still pretty good to have the uh, have them at the, the touch of a finger. I mean, same reason for even, even like uh, you know the Star Wars movies. I still buy them on Blu-ray, but it's great to have them on digital at digital. any time, any place, man. No, you're right. Stream them. You're right. You're right. So, um, and we are not even talking about like what the story could be. I, well, that's what I was going to ask you. That was my next question: Is what era do you want it to be in? The original rumor of the live-action series was that it was going to be kind of based on the underground. Of Star Wars, so like the bounty hunters, basically, and kind of like that, the shady business, and even, um, you know, Han Solo type characters, things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would almost make sense. It might be easier for them to go that route rather than follow like the path of a Jedi, which is, yeah. I, which would be great, which would be awesome, believe me. But it might be a little bit too tough for them to go ahead and do that. I'm, um, I'm feeling like almost like uh, take like Rogue One and kind of yeah. like 
that kind of style, break that down. None of the characters, like you said, are Jedi or anything like that. Um, I don't know, but I, I'm on board. I've man. always wanted something like this. I've always wanted a, a television series, Star Wars, live action, not not the cartoons. Although the cartoons yep. are great, um, and the fact that he's the one doing it is like, yeah, good. I think good it on would Disney. be it would be easier for them, obviously, to do a regular series where it's you know a ten episode run and each episode connects. But how cool it would be if it was literally just mini serialized or not serialized, but just like mini stories. Like every week, it was an hour long or not every week, but whatever, just like an hour long episode, start to finish of this corner of the universe. And then this corner. So maybe one episode, you do follow a Jedi, you know, that, that kind of a start to finish hour long thing and boom. And then it jumps over to, you know, a clone or something during the clone era. And then boom, it jumps over to just, so it's all these like mini self-contained little stories I think would be cool. I I know they're not going to do that because just the budget of having to create all the different costumes and do all that would just be way too much. Um, they would be crazy almost doing or even like expanding it out almost doing like a, a american horror story do a full season oh, based on man, multiple so, yes yeah, that would be cool you know what i mean and focus on one time frame or one family or whatever yeah. and then branch off but i there is something appealing to having i mean what do most television series go 6 7 good ones that last 6, six 7 uh seasons, seasons yeah having like one like may, not not many different stories in a seven six or seven season Star Wars where you like really connect with the characters. Not that you don't in the movies, obviously you do, but I don't know. There's something different about you know a television series like you know Breaking Bad where you just completely connect with some of those characters in a Star Wars setting is so kind awesome. of healing to me. I don't know. Yep. Did you watch? Uh, you 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 don't keep up with Rebels, right? Because that ended this week, Star Wars Rebels. It ended, yeah. I, I keep up on it through um, news articles, but okay. I haven't. But you don't watch it because I'm four episodes left, man. I got until I'm done. So I I do know what happened. I mean, I did kind of get you know a little spoiled with some of the art, the articles and that. Um, yeah. But uh, the show, honestly, I, I, it it ends up the final season has been great. Um, you know, it, it was very much more geared towards kids than Clone Wars was. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the the characters that are there are still enjoyed. I think Kanan was an awesome character. I mean, Ezra mm-hmm. for what he's worth, he still had his moments. Um, but the, the whole season or the whole series has just been cool seeing the older Empire, you know, kind of part of it. I thought was neat, which we didn't talk right. about on the show. But did you see they patented uh, or trademarked? This was like a month or two ago. Uh, Star Wars Resistance, and so people yeah. are, are thinking that because Rebels ended. And they don't really know exactly what Dave Filoni and them are going to move on to. People are thinking now they're going to do, since they did Clone Wars, then they did Rebels, and now they're going to do Resistance. And oh. it's, it's, it'd be like Poe and like, you know, the basically yeah. them building the Resistance against the First Order. So that wow. would be cool, man. I don't, I don't think that's going to be the Favreau show. Uh, I mean, it could be, you yeah. know, who knows. But I, I think it would be awesome if we see another animated show come out and it's like about the Resistance build, yeah. like forming, you know, can we find out how they were built? Um, leading into Force Awakens, I think would be. Yeah. And I mean, you said uh, you know Rebels came to an end, which you know got some pretty good. There's actually a new story on CNN.com about that. Oddly enough, about Rebels ending, Star Wars Rebels ending. But um, did you also see that John Williams, the uh, one who does the music, it's his last movie, said right? this is probably his last one. Mm-hmm. Episode He's nine, old, man. like it's like '86 or something. Yeah. And he said the only reason he did. Um, Last Jedi, which uh, it was a strange question, but I don't know. Maybe he's 
getting old. <laughs> he is old. Maybe his, his mind's gone. He asked Ryan Johnson if Daisy Ridley was going to be in it. He's like, because he goes, I thought she was so good in Force Awakens. Um, and she was the selling point for me for That's to awesome. do The Last Jedi. He goes, so now that, you know, this is going to be her trilogy, um, I'll do nine. That nine movies. Because he didn't do Rogue One. Um, but he said, you know, nine movies is a nice, even odd number. Mm-hmm. But I'll right off into the sunset. God, I love Star Wars, man. We, uh, you know, we got to do our Star Wars episode. We still haven't, even though every episode is pretty much a Star Wars episode. Pretty much is. I yeah. want to find like a super fan of Star Wars. I, maybe we'll reach out to one of the Rebel Force Radio guys. How cool would that be to get one of those? Dudes oh, on? God, if we got one of those guys. I think that would be awesome. I'm going to reach out to those guys, see if yeah, we can maybe get them yeah. on. Um, sure. Anything else in Star Wars? I think we're, we're kind of good there. Let, let's move on here to our topic. The topic mm. of the show. I don't even think we said at the top of the show what we were going to be talking about, and that is mm-hmm. award shows this week, which uh, is kind of funny that we're even going to talk about this. I mean, we're already over an hour in. Um, but oh, I thought, whatever. you know, with the Oscars happening, and, you know, Chris and I have <laughs> talked many times about just like award shows in general. What's the point? Why are they even <laughs> there? Why do they even exist? Um, I, I mean, where do we want to start? Uh, man? So it, it, it's a. Uh... It's a dick swinging contest, is what it is. <laughs> um, it's going to be a no, short discussion. I have a feeling. It, it's just a it's a popularity contest at this point. It's you know look what I did, and it it's a big deal because let's be honest, it was a big deal when you were a kid. Oh yeah, you were when we were kids. It. Even the Grammys, man, I used to love the Grammys. Loved, loved, <laughs> loved the Grammys, um, and that's the. What the That's hell happened the in the Grammys? Taking a nosedive like oh you wouldn't believe. I cannot get through a Grammy award show. I cannot do it. It's impossible. Um, but it was it, it, you took some sense of pride, like when you were, and I think the reason they still do them is, well, number one, they're like, you know, you have to do them. You got to, yeah, yeah. But um, I think the way we felt as kids. There's still kids in this world that probably feel the same way we did. Yeah, well, so they, I'll tell they, you the Grammy commercial when they showed all those like performing Bruno, you know, Bruno Mars are showing all the different people. I mean, people I've never even heard of. My kid, my daughter was like, "Oh, I know her, I know her." I know. I'm like, "Who? <laughs> when do you oh listen God, to this no, music?" No. Yeah, <laughs> like what? Yeah, I, I know. Um, but you know, and, and the Grammys for me is just annoying because they. And I guess all the award shows, but maybe someone, the Grammys is kind of standing out to me because there's so many albums that come out in the course of the year and they focus on like 10 of them. Yep. And then they divvy up the awards between those 10 things. And, and really it's the albums that got airplay. You know, even, even years ago, it, you would, it would always be just kind of, you'd have kind of rare, odd albums. Now it's just constantly just like pop music, man. Like that's constantly what's up there. And it baffles me what, you know, that, that they'll put on there. Like, you listen to some of these, uh, the, these you know, non-edited <laughs> versions of these songs that you find on the... I, I, I don't want to go down that route. But... Um, we're old, man. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting we old are, is dude, what it totally, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the VGAs, like, they're, they're, Gary's talking about it in the in the chat. Like, that one, I always look forward to that. The... the uh, the MTV Video Music Award, not the VGA, sorry, the VMAs. Um, always look forward to that. Now it's just like softcore porn. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, um, I don't know. Dude. I, I, 
I still get the one that I still get enjoyment out of is I do like the Oscars. I think because I, just, I like movies so much, mm-hmm. uh, I do get enjoyment out of the Oscars. I think I'm not saying they get it right all the time, um, and they do pigeonhole themselves. They they kind of just you know here's a handful of movies that we're only going to focus on and wish they'd open it up more to like some indie movies um, to get like some of those movies some notoriety. But for the most part, it's the dramas. We've talked it before. I think one of our, our, our one of our first episodes was about horror movies because mm-hmm. it was out, I think. Yeah. And how we talked about how like horror movies get no love. So it was nice. And Get Out is kind of like being considered a horror movie for some reason. I, I mean, I wouldn't really consider that horror, would you? Mm, no. I mean, I think they try to build it as that. It's more sci-fi, I would think, if anything. Yeah. You know, kind of the way it all kind of pans out at the end. But it's nice to see those movies get that. And and. You know, sci-fi movie. You, you know, you just mentioned that sci-fi movies don't get anything. Nope. Like, you know, Black Panther's not going to get any awards, folks. I hate to tell you. <laughs> uh, or will it? You think it might? No, there's no chance. No chance. Did Star Wars even win anything? I don't think it did. You know why? Because Dunkirk, man. And what did I tell you when we talked about some of our favorite movies? I said, dude, Dunkirk, the sound of that movie has you on the yeah, edge of your seat, the whole friggin' movie. And yeah. They won. Like they won audio editing, audio mix, whatever all that stuff was. It was like, right. and they did, honestly, they deserved it. I mean, star Wars short sure, sounds great, but it's like, you should, you're star Wars. Like you, you know, I mean, Lucas, mm-hmm. didn't he, didn't he play a hand in like the Dolby digital sound? Like all of that. Like, I think he played a hand in them like creating Probably. that. So it's like, yes, you better right. sound good. Right. Um, but, but why is it, and I don't know how many, you know, for each one of these, for the Grammys, for the Oscars, for Video Music Awards, for any of these award shows. I don't know how many people are sitting in a room uh, deciding this. So know. say, 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 like for the Oscars, say there's ten. Okay, like you, these ten people say this. This is the best movie of the year. Why is that all of a sudden like law? Why is that? I mean, fine. Like you won, you won best movie of the year for that. That's great. You won album of the year for that. That's great. But I, why, like society wise, do we just buy into that and just say like, yes, that's the best because the Grammy said so. I mean, somehow these people get elected to the Academy and it's, I don't know if they're maybe former actors or they are, um, you know, reviewers, writers that are just have been, or maybe even some of them are even like uh, acting teachers, things like that. That's how they get on there. I mean, same way with uh, like the v- the video game awards that Jeff Keighley tries to push because he keeps saying, "I want to make video game awards like the Oscars," and it's not gonna happen, dude. It's, it's video yeah. games, but but we're going yay. He he's putting on a good show at least for game reveals, so he's doing a good thing. But what he mm-hmm. does is his little academy of video game people are well-known video game reviewers and he has you know however many people it is like a list of 100 people that he samples you know it says okay here's our awards what do you people want to vote for what it's the best game just puts them all together and boom that's who ends up um that's it yeah at least getting nominated and then they open it up to the public which that's the thing what do you how do you feel about like the people choice awards like things like that when they do that you know do you even think they're legit do you even think like they're actually letting You know, like like it says, like the Kids' Choice Awards. My kids are always like, oh, the Kids' Choice Awards, vote for John Cena, or, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> like, John Cena, of course he's there. Like, did he, is he, was there a chance he was not going to win in whatever thing that he was going to be voted in? Or, 
you know, they're like, like for best movie, and it's like, let's say Jumanji's up, and it's like, oh, The Rock's here from Jumanji, but they also had Coco and all these other movies, and it's like, well, nobody else is there from the other movies. Clearly, <laughs> The Rock's gonna win with Jumanji because <laughs> yeah. The Rock's freaking there, and he's and he's here to promo right. uh, uh, Rampage, of course, because he's yeah. gonna go there and say, go watch Rampage or Skyscraper. <laughs> oh my god dude what <laughs> is that is that a movie dude, even real oh, oh my god i've been wanting about. to bring this not skyscraper <laughs> did you see the preview during black panther and it's been on tv now for the hurricane heist <laughs> what is going on in that movie <laughs> why dude. is that just not on sci-fi channel why is, <laughs> why did they not just just throw that? sharks in there and and it's just exa- say, i'm like there's a there's a a possible climate changing world ending hurricane happening let's go rob a bank to get exactly. money that we won't even be able to use exactly. in the first damn place i don't understand like <laughs> i remember that trailer was playing and i turned to my wife and i'm like what the fuck is going on right now? like i don't i don't understand what's going on right now and she's like i'm getting a headache she, she, like, she had to close her eyes she was getting a headache i Dude, I, when I see movies like that, I feel like I like could write one. I feel like I could write a movie. How is like, that even real? I don't know how that movie got. Funded. How did that even get billed to run before the Black Panther? It, it's Hon- probably... I, dude. I completely forgot about that because I like blacked it out of my mind. Like, um, what? <laughs> Why I... are they even making that? I'm gonna. See, I, it's probably a Michael uh, Bay movie. I know that. Yeah, Gary saying yes. He's playing the new villain in the new uh, Turtles cartoon. Yeah, he is. Oh, oh man! All right, so that is. That is uh, oh. oh, Hurricane Heist comes out in 53 minutes. There's a countdown on IMDb right now. Wow! So it's going uh, up against uh, Wrinkle in Time. Uh, now, let's see. Rob Cohen <sighs> is a director. I don't know who any of these people are in this movie. Wow! Wow! Like I yeah. Do, well, I know who the lead, the one guy is because he was in True Blood. We watched True Blood, and he was uh, oh, okay. Sookie's brother. I forget what uh. Her brother's yeah. name was Jason. That was his name, I think. Jason. 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 Um, What's up, Jason? Wow. Hopefully you're enjoying okay. the show too. Uh, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something before all of this about award shows, but <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Um, award shows. But you know what I find interesting um, is after like the Grammys come out, like so you had mentioned Bruno Mars. And that's a perfect example. He had that song a couple of years ago. Uh, it was the big hit. It was a big hit that he had, like Uptown Funk. Yep, Uptown right? Funk gonna give it to you. Yeah, who didn't? Who didn't hear that song? Who didn't like any? And that song was out for a long time. Yep. So when the award season came around, everybody that song had been played ad nauseum, like just nonstop. The award season comes around, it wins Grammys, and then it becomes the number one song again. How? <laughs> who hasn't bought that song or that album and then it all of a sudden sells 5 million copies right after the Grammys like this is where I'm like kind of skeptical on like these numbers things and and like you said like how, yeah. is there any proof like your kids are voting your kids are voting on you know the kids choice awards is there any proof that this what they voted for is actually and I, yeah. I, I, I became skeptical of all this fan voting crap uh, when uh, American Idol was huge, like back in its heyday, it was, I think, the second season. Uh, remember Clay Aiken? Yep. He was like, yeah, I didn't, I never Ruben. watched, I'd never watched American Idol, but 
everywhere you went because American Idol was like, you know, every, it, was, it, was, it was like the Black Panther of, you know, back then. Everybody was talking about it. Clay Aiken was, he was it. There was no way he was going to lose. And what happens? He lost. Why do you think he lost? They already have Clay Aiken. He doesn't <laughs> need to win. Right. They can promote him. What? What? Yeah. What more is when they get two for one if he doesn't lose? I mean, same thing with you, Chris. Chris Daughtry, man, like that guy. Like he, exactly. he wasn't gonna win because it was like, dude, you know, the guys from Fuel needed a new singer. They were already offering him to be their new singer before the before he was even kicked off American Idol. Like, right? Guy's got a great so voice. Now, got good pipes. Right. You can promote the winner of American Idol, and here's everybody that. Here's Clay Aiken, that the one that everybody loved. So I don't know. I just don't buy into this and and this whole whatever, you know, what's on the surface is just yeah BS. I mean, honestly, I think of, of any of the award shows left, like well, I say left. I mean, they seem like they're a dime a dozen, but the Oscars yeah. seem like the one that at least is trying to keep the air of just. Uh, class, I guess might be the right. right term. You know what I mean? It seems like the way you see the Oscars show, outside of Jimmy Kimmel now being silly and you know some of that funny stuff, and I'm sure there was always comedy there, but like people dress up very nice, everybody mm-hmm. seems very formal, and if I could imagine the Oscars back in 1943, probably would have been very similar. You know, right. everybody's showing yeah. up looking nice, dressed. It's, it's a classy event. That's yeah. the thing. And if you win an Oscar, that is definitely a big deal. I mean, it, it's. You know, sure, yeah. we, we, we can go through the different nominees and things like that, but, like, that's the one award show that seems legit. Everything else to me, man, just kind of seems a mess. How many country music award shows are there? It seems like there's the CMT awards. There's the country music, uh, you know, billboard awards. There's the CMT awards. There's the Turner Classic Movie Country <laughs> Channel Award. Like, it's just like, it seems like every two months there's another country music Awards show, and, I, and I'm like, this isn't even just the music. This is a genre of music. Right. How can we possibly have this? <laughs> this constantly? many country. And you know, right. you know, it's another award show. And I know some. I believe me, I love. I say I love, but I, I like going to see Broadway plays when I've seen yeah. it. I like seeing musicals, stuff like that. It's cool. Oh, like I, oh my god, it's awesome, right? You see the, just the yeah. work that goes into it. However. Mm-hmm. I think the Tonys are just kind of like a sham because it's like I've never watched the Tonys. I never have either. But like when you see the winners, it's always like, you know, oh, so and so won. They're the hot new Broadway musical. Of course they won. How many <laughs> new Broadway musicals come right. out? There's only so many open theaters every year. There's two. One of them's getting all the audience. The other one isn't. Huh? I wonder who's going to win that one. Yeah, they win yeah. every year. The next year. It's you, just, come on. Like, I feel like that's a those are show. those are the most predictable i would yeah. say and i don't even like i i i'm like you i do we have a, a local theater here that gets like the runs of of some and some i'll go to um like jersey boys is fantastic but when that was the hot show you knew that was gonna win everything right now it's hamilton dude hamilton is gonna win woman at my work one of my one of my coworkers, the pharmacist her son went to a uh, there's a school here and i think actually our old school mahana i think is having one like it works kind of like that academy uh, here they call it CATA, but it's like where you kind of go to a school and you pigeonhole what you want to do, and he wanted to be an actor. Graduated when he was 18, and he went to like basically the acting school in, while he was in high school. He kind of focused on that route. They're from Long Island. Happened to go back mm-hmm. to Long Island just to visit his family uh, up there, and a friend of his up there said, hey, they're doing auditions at you know wherever. Why don't you? You're here. You know, you're, you're going to go to – because he was getting ready to go to college for acting. Why don't you go and just try it for the part? Kid's 18 years old, gets a role in Mamma Mia. The traveling wow. Mamma Mia, Broadway's Mamma Mia. Yeah. Right? 
tours with that for about a year and a half, gets done right. with that, gets a gig with Matilda, tours with Matilda, was in a couple of the times on Broadway, finishes with that, goes on a, on a cruise ship for about three or four months, comes back and is like, I don't really know what I was going to do. Was just getting ready to sign another contract on the cruise ship and his because you have to have a manager, I guess, when you're in some of the stuff. And the guy said, hey, mm-hmm. I got an audition for you. He said, all right, it's Hamilton. Goes in auditions. He ran on Broadway from mid-November until the end of December on Broadway, and now he's on the touring one that's just that's hitting the road. So if it's Hamilton's coming to your town, my coworker, it's her son, is, is literally in the show. It's incredible, dude. And uh, so I'm like, so what does this kid need to do? Like, I'm like, he he's did it. He graduated college. He's only like 22 years old. Like, wow. What else is there left for him to do? He he was in Hamilton, the biggest Broadway show on friggin' Broadway. Like what? What else? And, and I've I've been. It. You're done. I'm done with City. life. I quit. Um, <laughs> when was the last time was it? Oh, in October. I was in I was in the city, and we were my wife and I were walking, and we didn't. It was just by chance. We went down the street uh, where the the uh, theater is. theater that Hamilton is, and it it was a seven o'clock showing. I want seven or eight o'clock showing, and we walked down there at two o'clock, and the line was a mile long. Yep, mile long. It's crazy, man. So we and we are because uh, Proctor's Theater, the one that gets those traveling shows. Yeah. Um. I I think it's coming next year. I think yeah. they announced it's, it's already. Next they've year already too. sold out. It, whenever it's coming here to Charlotte, it's coming. But yeah. that her son is on that show, man. So it's gonna. That's it's insane. like so cool. She actually went because he can get tickets. She went to Broadway and saw him perform. It was in like mid December, whatever, and sat yeah. next to um, ah, oh, what the hell's his name? Jesse from Breaking Bad. What's his name? Aaron Paul. Oh, Paul. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Paul. Paul yeah. So she's got she's pictures wow. of like her and him and then her and her son. Cause Aaron Paul was like, I, he wanted to take pictures with the cast. So like after, cause right. afterwards they got to stand around and kind of go behind the scenes, which was kind of hilarious. Cause when you see like what's really behind that curtain, it's yeah. just a mess back there, man. Like, cause it's, oh, they're bet. old theaters, you know I mean? These theaters were built. So it's like yeah. Hamilton making all this amazing money. And then it's just like this old ass theater, which is, which yeah. is awesome. Like that's, what's so cool about Broadway. Um, Have you seen Jersey boys? I never have, no. Oh, my no, God, I hear man. it's great. I hear it's good, but no. The production value in that is top of the line. Awesome. So good. So good. But um, I always go back to what Eddie Vedder said when they won a Grammy. And this was the time period when we were growing up. And like I said in the beginning, like uh, you, you're rooting because you had some sense of pride. Like when your favorite movie or your favorite actor or your favorite band was up, you're rooting. And, yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. And Pearl Jam's always been one of those that are in my top three. Um, they won a, a Grammy. And it's just, this is, you know, legendary. Now you can go on YouTube and watch this. They won a Grammy for the song Spin the Black Circle. And he gets up and he goes, I really have no idea what any of this means. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, yay. Like, we don't know what to do right now because grunge is awesome. So anything you say, we're just going to love it. But I think he just said he didn't really care to win this thing. <laughs> and I'm sitting home watching this like I was so like conflicted. I'm like, oh, man, no, that's awesome. Uh, that's and funny. the funny thing is, like 20 years later, if you go watch the Pearl Jam 20 documentary, um, they're in Stone Gossard's house and he's just doing a tour of a house and he's just in his basement and he goes, Oh, look over there. And in the corner of the room is the Grammy buried under anything. Six inches of dust on the thing. They just, they didn't care. That's not what That's they were there. so awesome, man. Oh, it was hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. I think we should end on that note. 
for award yep. shows. So we, we obviously we didn't dive too deep, but you know, I think if you could say our uh, consensus when it comes to award shows is like they're there, they're entertaining, but don't take them for don't no. then just go out and say like, oh no, like this is the best movie now. Whatever you think is the best movie is the best movie. If it's yep. a cheesy horror movie, then just say it, it. Like I'm pissed off that it didn't get more publicity. Yep. But I don't. I'm not. I'm not like. Because it didn't like pissed off at the world. No, I just have different taste than the Oscar. Mm-hmm. I will say though, if if uh, the Enthusiast Life ever does an award show, it's clearly the most important award show of all time. Yeah, you should pay attention. Like our to that. end of year is that like that's set in stone. Yeah, we're I mean, giving it's... you the right answers. Like what is the right the best movie for the year and all that. Like, right, we're right. right. And it's world renowned. So. <laughs> yeah. but uh all right well let's wrap it up there guys uh don't forget check out the comicpanel.com got some reviews going up i know chris wrote a review today i think gary's getting on a review um i gotta write a review for something i I haven't written a review in god knows how long you've posted anything (laughs) nobody did like yeah Yeah, we we were slacking in the review department uh, check out the comicpanel.com and of course you know if you want to catch up on comics what's the best way to do it we always say marvel unlimited we are not sponsored by marvel unlimited but it's a service Someday. everything is super awesome that you guys should use and check it out. Um, and don't forget, you can find us, of course, on YouTube. I have the link in the show notes. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, all those places. And leave us a review. If you listen to us on uh, iTunes, leave us a review over there. They help kind of move us up the ranks. And don't forget, send us emails, theenthuselife at gmail.com. Again, the link is in the show notes. And you can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at theenthuselife. So, uh, what do you got coming up this week, Chris? Anything? Uh, uh, well, because we didn't have a show last week, uh, you didn't get to wish me a happy birthday on the air. On the so air. You can do that now if you'd like. Happy birthday. Um, thank you. And Jessica Jones season two. Oof, that's right. Starting tomorrow. Um, I loved the first season. Thought it was fantastic. Um, the second season, things I'm reading about it is they're saying it's a very, very slow burn. Like very dialogue driven, not a lot, not a ton of action, but um, people are saying it's still pretty good. But the, I didn't think the first season was loaded with action. It picked up towards the end, um, but I thought that was really well done. Cool. Um, it'll be interesting. Everything I'm seeing is like Kilgrave is is in season two, but he died at the end of season one. Spoiler alert. Uh, so how he's in it, I don't know. I don't know don't if it's know. Like flashbacks or what. I have no idea. But I thought he was awesome. Um, so I got that. Uh, my wedding anniversary is Sunday. Nice. So we go to this restaurant around you, here all the time. You're going to so. get your house sold, right? Uh, as of today, we got an offer on it. Nice. So, yes, that's moving quick too soon. So cool. all, we're going. And uh, that's why I haven't like really done much behind me. Because no reason, we've, been, right? we've been planning on selling this house for like six months. So uh, yeah. wherever I move will be. We uh, we're going to see uh, Wrinkle in Time tomorrow, so I'll be talking about that next week. I've never read the book. I never saw the original movie, um, so I'm going in completely fresh. All I know is Oprah is in the movie. That's all I know. What do you think about that? That's cool. Whatever, man. She's really? doing nothing else but like shilling uh, Weight Watchers out there, right, and hanging out with Stedman. She's one man. of those. <laughs> she's one of those like people that if she's in something, I don't know. I, I mean, she was I, in the color purple, dude. Like she was in like one yeah, of the but biggest that was like in, 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 that was in her beginning <laughs> years when she right. wasn't like what she is now. I don't know. I think people have like this this awe factor about Oprah that 
oh my god she's in the wrinkle of time it is going to be incredible yeah, like you have no idea what are like, the early reviews saying have you seen any early reviews no i haven't looked up i haven't either any. this comes out tomorrow yeah uh, let me go to metacritic quick um but yeah we got that going on and then um man my actually my son has a soccer tournament this weekend and my plan is i'm going to try to there's a cool store we found around it's kind of near where we're going it's called retro reboot because we have about an hour and a half to kill between two games that he has and the guy just has like old toys, video games, books, board games, all kinds of stuff. I mean, he has like He-Man figures in like Ziploc bags, like hanging up on the pegs, like just so he doesn't have the original packaging. But like, if you want those original figures, he has them. So I think we're going to try to swing by there after the first game because it's just me and him. Uh, it's actually my nephew's second birthday. So my wife and daughter mm -hmm. are one of that. And it's just me and Cam just kind of hanging out. So I'm like, dude, let's, let's see if we can get the retro reboot and have some fun um, over there. Cool. Are the reviews up or no? Yes, there are. Um, on Metacritic, right now has a Metacritic score of 52 Oof. out of 100. The highest critic review score uh, is an 80 okay. out of 100. And you wonder how much of it, because when movies come out like this that are have been out before and based on a kind of beloved book, I mean, there's a lot of people that have read that book, you're just fighting like an uphill battle. Right, like, how can you possibly come? So I wonder, me being someone going in fresh with none of that baggage, how will I take it? You know? Yeah, so, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. They, so it. I mean, you can go into the and read the full reviews, but they give you like a little like blurb uh -huh. uh, on the Metacritic, and they have this is uh, the Austin Chronicle, and they have one line, and it says the opening act. I'm sorry to report, is a mess. <laughs> So you have to report on the opening act. I will. But. So next week we'll be talking about uh, Wrinkle of Time for sure. And there's not a lot of reviews. So this can... Oh, no. There is a ton of reviews. Oh, you know what I wanted to mention here, man? I forgot to mention eh. on, on this. I've, I've been talking about the X-Files a little bit and how great the X-Files has been. This week's past heard, episode... Yeah, I heard something like they tried to go Black Mirror or something. Dude, this, this past, past episode, holy crap. Was, I The whole time I watched it, I'm like, this is friggin' like Black Mirror. Like they, they basically yeah. took the concept of just technology turning against us. There was barely any dialogue in the episode. Really? We even had my son watch it because like we don't watch the X-Files with him at all. I mean, he's never watched it before. But my yeah. wife was like, I think Cam would really dig this because there were drones. There was people's phones. There was like your little, um, the little Roomba thing, like just turning on them. And it was, it's cool. If you get a chance, oh, like you don't even have to watch any of this season or even any of the X-Files. Just watch the latest episode. Um, I think the name of it is all like, uh, like numbers and letters. Like it doesn't even make sense because it's okay. all about like this. Basically, basically like artificial intelligence and what, what was kind of neat was the very beginning when they kind of set up the story before they did the uh the intro like the you know, typical like doo -doo 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 -doo. they talked about how there was a concept of someone created a twitter profile that ran on or they said like a social media profile that ran on a bot that all it did was it just posted things but it fed off of everything it saw so basically, of everybody posting on social media, it was posting things like, you know, I like cheeseburgers or it's a beautiful day today. I'm happy. Mm -hmm. And within a matter of four hours, it was lettuce touting, is tainted. It was yeah, the lettuce is tainted. <laughs> within four hours, it was already touting racist things and like screaming and swearing and doing all this vulgar stuff that they had to take it down. And so wow. that's kind of how this episode then plays out. Is it's like all this artificial intelligence just learns from what it sees. And I'll put it this way. The beginning of it begins with them in there's a 
there's a I guess restaurants in Japan that are all automated by robots. So, but they're in America, but they're at a restaurant. There's no people. The whole thing is employed by automation, basically. And it end or it starts with Mulder getting a meal that he didn't order. He gets mm. a little upset by the end of the meal when the it pops up on their phone saying, "Do you want to leave a tip?" He says no. And the robots don't like that. And then that's how the episode kicks off and it's it's just awesome man you should definitely watch it it's short it's you know it's 45 minutes or whatever it is without commercials be sure to tip your robots tip your robots tip your robots tip your robots as long as Uh, the lettuce isn't tainted so (laughs) (laughs) so do you have to watch the previous episode to watch this one or this is completely separate it's i mean it's in the storyline but no like you not there there aren't even any throwbacks to anything that happened in previous episodes in this one just you can watch it just watch it like you'll be, you'll be, you know, Mulder and Skull, you know who they are. It's yeah, all you need yeah. to know. And that they deal with crazy stuff. And like I said, half of it, there isn't that much dialogue in the whole thing. They just kept it very quiet. And that's them looking at their phones, like talking to each other through text. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just cool, man. Like it was totally different than anything they've ever done. That's so pretty sweet. Definitely recommend it. But all right, well, let's wrap it up there, guys. As always, thank you so much here for tuning into the show and making us a part of your week. We will definitely be back next week for sure and hopefully i'll have my new mac going i was trying to get that up and running tonight hopefully it'll be next week but no well it won't it probably won't be at all but just um, don't don't do anything with it until like an hour before the show starts so we have problems (laughs) (laughs) because that's literally what happened tonight i was all don't use it all week yeah nope yeah. Let me make sure the battery's still working on this mouse so I can cut the recording. But <laughs> all <laughs> right, right, everybody. Yeah. Thank you so much. We'll catch you guys next week. Hope you like the show, Jason. 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 Jason.